0: So it's AJ and welcome to the D Plus Club. As always, I'll be bringing you the latest news and rumours in the world of Disney Plus. I'll be covering what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And of course, each week we have a weekly movie club where I give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. In the last show, we covered actually my favourite Disney animated movie of all time, which is Lilo and Stitch. That episode, along with all previous episodes, is available now on all major podcasting platforms, including whichever one you're listening on right now. And for this last week's movie, we've actually been returning to our MCU series for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But I'll get back to that a little bit later in the show. How's everyone's week been? It's been a very warm week here in the UK, I've been at work all week, we've actually had the air conditioning on the office for the very first time this year, so that's how warm it's been. Actually on Friday in many parts of the UK actually reached above 30 degrees C, which is somewhere around the 90s in Fahrenheit, but... uh, For the UK, that's very, very warm. So yeah, it's been really, really nice weather. It's been nice to be able to get out. I actually went to a business networking event. I know, sounds weird, but I did go to one at the wildlife park the other week, and this one was just around a local lake, and uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed that it was nice to be able to get out and talk to a bunch of local businesses about like the work that the company that I do like work for work and uh, uh, yeah just really really interesting it was a really nice day I actually parked a, quite a way away from where the networking event started so that I could actually walk to it and then we can of course we had a walk around the lake and then I had to walk back to my car afterwards but uh, yeah I think I got about four and a half miles in that day just with walking around the lake and things but uh, no really really enjoyed that I also went to the Doncaster or Doncaster is actually where uh, I live in the UK it's in South Yorkshire but I went to the Business Awards launch party this past week as well which was really good it was on an evening so I didn't get to be able to put the kids to bed that day but uh, no it it was really really enjoyable I've just realized you might be able to hear I've got a fan on the in the background so if you hear like a really low buzzing that's what that is Uh, but yeah I went to the Business Awards launch party I had a couple of drinks spoke with some more local businesses It's interesting that I've gone to a few of these now and I don't think I've spoken to the same people twice. There's that many people that go to these events and you're always talking to... Someone different who works for a different company, and this, that, and the other. But yeah, no, really, really enjoyed that. Of course, this weekend, in fact, today, even, it's Father's Day in the US and in the UK and other parts of the world. So uh, yeah, we've had a nice, relaxing morning. Actually, my wife booked us all in to see Lightyear this morning. So we went out to see Lightyear at the local cinema this morning. Absolutely loved it. I will give you my spoiler free review. Absolutely brilliant film. It does open with uh, the callback to the original movie that uh, Andy went to be able to see this movie and that's what spurred him to be able to want a a Buzz Lightyear toy. Uh, But yeah, brilliant, brilliant movie. It's uh, all about Buzz discovering who he is as a person let's say and also you get to be able to see lots of different callbacks to uh, all of the toy story movies really there's there's lines that you'll hear and you'll go oh that, that's from that movie or that's from that movie or he says that in that movie to so and so and yeah there's lots of little callbacks to that and chris evans doing the voice for this he has done an absolutely superb job and i was really when I heard that he would be doing the voice instead of Tim Allen, I was kind of on the fence about it because I loved Tim Allen doing the voice of Buzz Lightyear, but Chris Evans has done a superb job with this. He's He's been able to get that sort of Tim Allen sort of voice, but he makes him feel a lot more uh, powerful and younger and things like that. So, yeah, no, I completely agree with them going with Chris Evans for this uh, voice role, let's say, and, yeah, really, really good job. Loved some of the other characters in this as well. It's definitely worth watching. But the the thing that I was most thankful for, especially after seeing all of the promo footage, you see Buzz in like these different uh, space suits, and he, there's even a version of his uh, like a yeah, Space Ranger suit. But and again, this isn't really a spoiler because I kind of expected this in the very last scenes of the movie, you'd be able to get to see that more modern looking toy variant like we saw in Toy Story version of his Space Ranger suit so for those people who haven't seen the movie yet and have been kind of concerned I've got this Buzz Lightyear toy that has now got this completely different suit this and the other don't worry because that particular suit with like the the rocket pack on the back and the wings and everything that is in the movie don't worry about it because that was one thing that I was very very concerned about but no absolutely brilliant movie really really like that they're able to pull it into the Toy Story universe in such a unique way and of course for those uh, people who follow the Pixar theory that all of the movies in the Pixar universe are connected in some way shape or form This totally connects to the Toy Story franchise. 110%. The only thing that I wish did come up in it, and uh, they may leave this open for a potential sequel, let's say, I wish we'd have seen the Green Aliens. I know they're not really part of... Sorry, that's my watch going. I I know the Green Aliens aren't really part of the uh, Buzz Lightyear franchise, although they were in the animated TV series, let's say. But, of course, they are in the Toy Story franchise, and I would have liked to be able to see those little Green Aliens pop up in in this movie at some point but I'm, I'm hoping that there could be a potential Lightyear 2 let's say because the it has been referred to that this film is kind of the Star Wars uh, from Andy's point of view in the Toy Story franchise so there could be multiple movies it, it could be that when we see Buzz Lightyear with his utility belt in Toy Story 2 that that's from the second Lightyear movie you don't know so there's a lot of potential with this franchise and where they leave the movie it, leaves it open to further stories going forward and yeah absolutely loved it i would highly recommend if you are a toy story fan definitely go out and see this whether you go out and see it on your own or with a family regardless absolutely brilliant film so yeah i'll leave it there i don't want to spoil it any more than i might have already but yeah really really enjoyed this movie and uh, can't praise it enough they've done a brilliant job Hopefully everyone else has had a good week, though. Drop me a message over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club and let me know how you've been doing, of course. Now, though, it's time for the news. I actually want to start with something that I would usually wait until we discuss with like what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus. But actually, in a surprise turn of events this past week, many of the Spider-Man films were actually added to Disney Plus in the UK this past Friday. The Tobey Maguire movies, Spider-Man 1 and 2 were added. However, Spider-Man 3 was actually absent from the editions. Andrew Garfield's The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 were added, as well as Tom Holland's first Spider-Man film, Homecoming, as well. At the same time, Disney also announced that more titles from the Sony Pictures, Film and Television Library are actually expected to premiere on Disney Plus in the UK and Ireland later this year. It's unknown at this time whether this is a unique deal to the UK, or if it's a separate deal between Sony and Netflix and Disney Plus. However, it was also announced that some of the same Spider-Man films would also be released in Australia as well as New Zealand. They actually, in Australia, they did get Spider-Man 3, so it could be that it is coming, but also they got Venom as well, and also the animated film Into the Spider-Verse, so uh, yeah, really, really interesting to be able to see those being added. And this could just be part of that longer release strategy that uh, was previously discussed between Sony, Netflix, and, of course, Disney as well. But, uh, yeah, really, really excited to be able to see these being added. And it just just means that now that we're starting to get some of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, we'll start to be able to actually watch these uh, as part of a complete MCU watch-through, let's say. I know I have been briefly covering, let's say, the the Spider-Man films, but it does now mean that I will probably start to include the Spider-Man films in the weekly movie club going forwards once we get to that sort of time in the release strategy, which I think is actually coming soon, or it might have already gone. I've forgotten where I am with with the MCU at the moment, but uh, yeah, really excited to be able to see those being added. It's just more content coming to Disney+, Plus, and especially with the ad supported tier launching in the US probably later this year, it's uh, a real boom for being able to get those subscriber numbers up. I think I saw somewhere that Disney Plus were expected to make another $1.8 billion or something, once uh, oh, it could be subscribers. No, but it can't be subscribers. That's way too many billion dollars. That sounds a lot more uh, a lot more reasonable. But anyway, it, they're expected to make a lot more money once the ad supported tier actually launches on Disney And of course, once it spreads to the rest of the world, of course, that's just going to boom even more. Staying on the Marvel news now, though, I actually wanted to say that production actually began on the second season of Loki this past week. There's actually no further details on the second season as of yet. However, it is expected that the second season will debut sometime next year. And that the story for the second season will actually continue from the end of the first season whilst also potentially tying into the upcoming ant-man and the wasp quantum mania film which is also going to be featuring the villain kang the conqueror who was introduced in the first season of loki now I-, I do apologize if that's a spoiler for anyone i have been leaving it a long while to be able to openly discuss about loki but uh, yes kang the conqueror was introduced in the first season of loki only very briefly However, we do get that kind of first introduction to the character and who he is and why he's doing what he's doing, almost. But uh, anyway, he will also be featured in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and is likely to be featured in the second season of Loki, so we've got a lot to look forward to with that. We also got news this past week that Manny Montana... Montana? Is that how you say that? Manny Montana has joined the cast of the new Ironheart series as in an as-yet-unknown role. Manny has previously starred in Mayans MC, the M.B.C series The Good Girls, and also the upcoming fourth season of the HBO show Westworld. I actually think I've only seen the first season of Westworld. I might have seen part of the second series, but... It's one of those I really want to get caught up with at some point. Production is expected to start on the Ironheart series later this year with the lead character of Riri Williams first being introduced to audiences in the upcoming Black Panther sequel Wakanda Forever. So looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing this character come to the screens as well. It's also been revealed this past week that the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings director Destin Daniel Cretton, is that how you say that? That sounds really bad if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm really sorry. Anyway. He's signed a new overall deal with Marvel Studios, and one of the projects that he's signed on for is a new deal for a live-action series for Disney+, Plus, which will feature Wonder Man. Now, Wonder Man is reportedly still in the very early stages of development, but it looks like the plan for... For this series is for filming to start sometime in 2023, which would mean that the series would probably arrive on Disney Plus sometime in 2024 at the absolute earliest, I would say, at this time, should the project continue as it is currently planned. Of course, there's no information about casting at this time, but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to be able to see uh, uh, when that will arrive. Let's say it probably was sometime in 2024. In the comics, Wonder Man actually made his debut in the Avengers comic books in uh, October of 19. 1964, and actually created the West Coast Avengers. The character owns a weapons factory which he actually inherited, and is also an actor or stuntman in Hollywood. And which could provide Marvel with a different take on a superhero for the MCU. The character also got a long history with the Vision and the Scarlet Witch, which, which which could also provide a way for Disney to bring back the character of White Vision into the MCU as well. Of course, there's been no information on how they're going to bring this character in going forwards after one. Division, but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to be able to see that character pop up again, and also I think it'd be really funny if they introduced him as an actor within the MCU who is doing films about one of the Marvel superheroes, you know, like Captain America or someone like that. I think that'd be a really interesting take and be just a fun take on this character as a way to introduce him into the MCU. But anyway, that's just my take on this. I think that'd be really fun. But uh, moving away from the Marvel Marvel news now, during a special presentation at the Anansi Animation Festival in France this past week, I've probably butchered the name of that, we also received some new details about the short series Zootopia Plus. Originally the series was scheduled to arrive in spring of 2021 however the series suffered uh, numerous delays let's say in uh, changes in production and also due to the pandemic and it was revealed during this presentation this past week that the short form series will arrive on Disney Plus on Wednesday the 9th of November this year. The series will consist of six shorts focusing on a different character and will weave in and out of the original film as well using different television show format for each short. Kind of reminds me of Division when they actually say that but uh, it'll be, they'll have a different formats such as a dance talent competition, a re- reality TV show and so on and so forth Yes, in attendance at the event actually got to be able to see a short featuring Mr. Big called The Godfather of the Bride, which covers his origin story on the day of his daughter's wedding It actually sounds like it's going to be a really interesting series and I'm hoping that it will lead to more stories within this Zootopia franchise and potentially even a sequel to the original film as well. I actually really enjoyed the first film so i'm i'm hoping that we get be able to get to see more of uh, the characters from that franchise at some point in time as well Deadline revealed this past week that following the success of the live-action version of Aladdin, Disney has also brought in the director Guy Ritchie to oversee a brand new live-action version of the animated film Hercules. Disney are reportedly looking for writers for the project at the moment, and no details have been given about a potential release date, or even if it will be a theatrical release or a Disney Plus release. However, of course, as soon as I find anything out, I will be letting you know. Starting with a few shorter stories now, we actually received news this past week that two Disney Plus series actually received second season renewals this past week. This was also at the French Annecy International uh, Animation Film Festival. We found out that the animated short series Chippendale Park Life has been renewed for a second season told my son about it this past week because he's been loving Chippendale, like Park Life, Rescue Rangers, and he was really excited that there's more of those episodes coming. So, we, yeah, we'll be getting a second season of that. And also, and this is absolutely brilliant news because I've been hoping that we'll be, be getting this news for a while, we got the news that Monsters at Work has actually been renewed for a second season and it's expected to take place past the final events of the very first Monsters, Inc. film. So really looking forward to that. And of course, in the f- final episode of the first season, we'll be able to got to see that tie into the original film. And I'm hoping that this second series will give us more of a glimpse into life in Monstropolis after the events of the first film. And uh, yeah, just... A, how uh, Mike and Sully and the the people of Monstropolis are coping with the change to laughter power. I would actually love it if this second season also saw Mike collecting all the pieces of Boo's door and that the series would close out with that moment of Sully putting in that final piece. I just, that would be perfect. Much like the the first season and how it ended with those moments from the film. I think the second season ending with that moment with the door that would just be absolutely perfect. But anyway, that's just my personal opinion. I, I just, I'm looking forward to finding out more about this uh, Monsters, Inc. or Monsters University and Monsters at Work world and also get introduced to some more characters along the way because, yeah, I really enjoyed that series. Anyway, that was a little bit longer than a short story. Moving away from this, Spidey and his amazing friends has also been renewed for a third season. And also this past week, we got a new trailer for the second season of Only Murderers in the Building. Now anyone who's been listening to the podcast for a while knows I absolutely loved the very first season and The Only Murders in the Building to me has been like the best television version of a murder mystery book absolutely brilliant so looking forward to this one of course the series will debut on hulu in the us and on disney plus in the uk on june 28th and it looks like it's going to be absolutely brilliant we also received a first look at the fx series the old man which centers on dan chase who is played by jeff bridges who absconded from the cia decades ago and has been living off the grid ever since when an assassin arrives to try and take chase out the old operative learns that to ensure his future he must now reconcile with his past. It premiered on Hulu, actually, this past week and is due to come to star on Disney Plus in the UK, Canada, and also elsewhere in the world at a later date, so I'm looking forward to trying that one out. I've got a lot of things on my TV list I want to be able to watch at the moment. Anyway, Disney also held the premiere for the upcoming film The Princess this past week, which tells the tale of a beautiful, strong-willed princess who refuses to wed the cruel psychopath whom she is betrothed and is kidnapped and locked in a remote tower of her father's castle, With her scorned, vindictive suitor intent on taking her father's throne, the princess must protect her family and save the kingdom. The film will premiere on Hulu in the US and under the Star banner on Disney Plus internationally on July 1st. And finally, Disney has announced details on this year's Shark Fest, which will be taking place for a month from July 10th. This year's Shark Fest will see National Geographic release 30 new hours of brand new content and 60 hours of of enhanced programming to make it the biggest shark fest ever some of the specials this year will include camo sharks backyard bull sharks sharks versus the world when sharks attack sky sharks game of sharks great white versus tiger shark shark superpower Baby Sharks it sounds like it's a little kids TV show (laughs) to include that it just sounds really fun but yeah it's actually going to be called Baby Sharks and anyway we'll also be getting Shark Beach with Chris Hemsworth as well as among many many others as well but uh, yeah that's about it for the news this week what are you most excited for from this last week's news I'm looking forward to seeing what new Sony content we're going to be getting to Disney Plus because that's really exciting that we're going to be getting a bunch more new content to Disney Plus over this next couple of years anyway let me know what you're most looking forward to on social media at, at or forward slash the d plus club or of course over in the sorcerer radio discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group now though it's time for a brief break and then we'll be back with what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week looking for the show that talks about all things Disney then check out the Disney List with Kristen and Aljohn they've got news on Disney Marvel Star Wars the parks and so much more listen to the Disney List every Monday 1pm Eastern on Sorcerer Radio SRSounds.com. And we're back. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Well, of course, this past week we got Kenobi episode 5, Miss Marvel episode 2, and also I actually got a chance to watch the Orville season 3 episode 2. But anyway, I'll start on Kenobi because this last week's episode was the best episode of this series to date. Absolutely brilliant. The, the, the way that they are betraying... Uh, portraying, should I say, uh, Darth Vader in this series. It's got a very much sort of Rogue One vibe to it. He, he is absolutely ruthless. You can see that, that he's developed this sort of this anger and this power over the years since Episode 3, and wow, they're, they're really, really lean, leaning into that. And I, fe- I felt like Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of re- re- Got to this kind of turning point between the last episode, so between episode four and episode five, he's sort of seen this turning point in gaining to trust his abilities again, and yeah, absolutely brilliant. the The character development that they've gone through with this series has been what Star Wars fans have been wanting from these characters for such a long time and I absolutely loved it so yeah again I can't go into too much because I don't want to cover too many spoilers but I am absolutely loving this series and I cannot wait to be able to see what they're going to do with this final episode now of course Miss Marvel also continued this past week with episode two and again this is another series I'm really enjoying and I think that what I'm most enjoying about this series is a very unique perspective on one of these Marvel heroes, you're getting to be able to see them develop from this very, very young age compared to many of the other heroes that we've we've been introduced to so far. But also, her background and ethnicity and religion is is very, very unique, and I love how the really go into depth to explore that and explain that in such great detail because it's such a central part of this character so really really enjoying this but what i'm most enjoying is the very unique art style the way that they're building in things like text messages into the environment around these characters is absolutely brilliant and yeah, really loving the art style of this series and just really enjoying it overall i'm I'm looking forward to seeing where they take the character because I feel so far that this is very much an early origin story to this character. And I'm hoping by the close of the series that... uh, she will have developed more confidence, not only in herself, but in her powers as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this ties either potentially into Vision and also into uh, Captain Marvel and the upcoming The Marvels film. Because, of course, we're going to be getting these characters all on screen together. So I'm hoping that we get to see more of a crossover. And also, I'll be interested to see what the villain and the conflict for this series is going to be going forward. Because they've only given very short teasers to that so far and of course I'm still enjoying the Orville I'm, I'm, I seem to be a week behind with episodes of the Orville at the moment and I'm also probably not going to be able to watch a new episode tonight because I'm recording this during the day like I usually try to on a Sunday but also we're going to be going out in a little bit to be able to see my wife's friend who's given birth to twins so I won't be editing this at the time I'll usually edit it which is sometime usually around 6-7 o'clock but I'll probably be editing this into like 8-9 o'clock or later, but once we've got the kids to bed. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a long night. But yeah, really enjoying the Oval, and I love how in the Oval each episode kind of centers on a different character and gives you that really in-depth backstory to them. So. Yeah, really, really enjoying that and yeah, looking forward to uh, watching the rest of this series. But what have we got to look forward to this next week? Well, starting on Tuesday in the US, you'll be getting a very special live stream of the Harmonious Nighttime show from Epcot at Walt Disney World. That will actually happen at 9pm Eastern this upcoming Tuesday. Harmonious, of course, is the latest nighttime show which replaced the short-lived Epcot Forever, which debuted before the pandemic and, of course, was later upgraded when it was brought back to include fireworks and things like that. And, of course, before this was arguably the best nighttime show ever at Walt Disney World in general, I would say. And that was Illuminations Reflections of Earth, which has got so much emotion behind it for me. I've got so many wonderful family memories of watching that nighttime show. But also the music is just so powerful to be able to listen to and just drives home such really raw emotion for me anyway. I don't know about anyone else who's ever listened to the Illuminations Reflections of Earth soundtrack, but if you understand what I'm coming from with this... I absolutely love this show and I'm sad that it's gone and I'm glad that I've got to go to see it one last time when we are last there but I really miss this show now. I go back and watch some of the old uh, videos that people put on on YouTube because yeah, really loved that. Anyway, I'm actually going to intentionally be avoiding the live stream and I won't be signing into like the US Disney Plus to be able to watch it because I'm going to try and give my own personal impressions, let's say, when we go to Disney in August. Of course, I've not been able to avoid the music because the music is played quite often on social radio. And let's just say I have my own opinions about the music. I just don't feel it's, if it's as as powerful, let's say, as Illuminations or even Epcot Forever was because Epcot Forever had very big like Epcot vibes for me. But I just don't feel that Harmonious has that, and that, that's my opinion, and uh, I, I'll kind of leave my final opinion until I've seen it for myself in person, but uh, yeah, that will, uh, I'll be letting you know what I think to that once I've got back from my holiday in August. Moving on to Wednesday, of course, we will be getting that sixth and final episode of Kenobi, wrapping up the absolutely brilliant story that we're following for the past five weeks. There are actually rumours that the episode could be upwards of 90 minutes long, which it was actually revealed that the final episode screening, which will happen in certain cinemas, will actually be one hour and 33 minutes long. However, those rumours were very quickly debunked early this week when when it was announced that there will be uh, uh, like a live Q&A segment uh, along with like casting creators interviews and things like that will, that will happen before this final episode so uh, yeah it's actually expected that the final episode will come in at around maybe the 45 minute mark but of course that remains to be seen and I, th- I think that they've got a lot to be able to cover in this final episode so it would make sense that it was maybe slightly longer than the previous ones but yeah really really looking forward to to this final episode and seeing where they leave this series of course leading into the uh, a new hope the fourth episode of the movies so yeah looking forward to that also on Wednesday we'll be getting the third episode of Miss Marvel as well as the streaming release of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness which personally I'm really looking forward to because I have not yet seen it for myself in person of course I have read almost every spoiler that there is possible I've read lots of different plot points from the film but I've just yet to see it for myself in person so looking forward to being able to watch that probably this next weekend if i get a chance but yeah looking forward to that in the us on wednesday you'll also be getting 37 words parts one and two of four which tells the inspiring story of title IX, the hard-fought battle to push for equal rights in education and athletics the decades spanning effort for to nullify its impact and also the rippling impacts in the landmark civil rights law to continue that continue to resonate today. Also in the US, you'll be getting GOAT Season 1, four episodes from Season 3 of Amphibia, six episodes of Eureka Season 1, and also five episodes from Season 1 of Villains of Valley View, which tells the story of when teenage supervillain Havoc stands up to the head of the League of Villains, and her family members are forced to change their identities and relocate to a sleepy Texas suburb. In the UK on Wednesday, we'll be getting NCS Season 19, Episode 14. The Resident, Season 5, Episode 23. Big Sky, Season 2, Episode 11. Great North, Season 2, Episode 18. American Dad, Season 18, Episode 6. Bob's Burgers, Season 12, Episode 20. Family Guy, Season 20, Episode 20. Cadernos? I don't know if how you say that. Cadernos de Philippa, Season 1. Like Me, Season 2, and also the Hulu series Have You Seen This Man, Season 1, which is about a computer salesman, John Ruffo, who in 1998 is supposed to report to prison to begin a 17-year sentence, but instead he rents a car, takes out $600, heads to JFK Airport, and vanishes. We'll also be getting the brilliant series Wayward Pines, Seasons 1 and 2. It's actually been a long time since I watched Wayward Pines, and I really really remember enjoying it but i don't really remember much about the story so that might be one that i'll watch again at some point soon and also we'll be getting critters fixers country vets season one and also alaska animal rescue season two Moving on to Thursday, here in the UK we're getting the fourth episode from the third season of The Orville, which like I said earlier I have been really really enjoying and I'm looking forward to how they're developing each of these characters in in, in each of the episodes as we progress through the series. And I love how it started off as this kind of Star Trek parody and it's become just an absolutely brilliant series in its own right. Anyway, Enough of me kind of gushing over this series because I'm really really enjoying it, but uh, yeah really really enjoying that. On Friday we'll all also be getting access to trevor the musical which is a filmed version of the off-broadway stage production, trevor the musical of course which follows the charming 13 year old on a turbulent dr- journey of self-discovery after an embarrassing incident at school trevor must summon the courage to forge his own path the musical is actually based on the 1995 academy award-winning short film trevor which ultimately inspired the non-profit organization the trevor Project also on friday we'll be getting rise which tells the story of and, and i'm very sorry in advance because i'm probably gonna absolutely murder this name and i uh, really don't intend to it tells the story of anti i'm not sure if, how i'm pronouncing that anyway after emigrating from nigeria to greece charles and very anti struggle to survive and provide for their five children whilst living under the daily threat of deportation with their eldest son, son still in Nigeria with relatives, the couple were desperate to obtain Greek cit- citizenship, but found themselves undermined by a system that blocked them at every turn. When they weren’t selling items to tourists on the streets of Athens with the rest of their family, the brothers Gainis and Thanias, I think I'm saying those right Gainis and Fanius would play basketball with a local youth team. Late comers to the sport, they discovered their great abilities on the basketball court and worked hard to become world-class athletes, along with their brother, Kostas. With the help of an agent, Gainis entered the NBA draft in 2013 in a long-shot prospect that would change not only his life, but the life of his entire family. And the last season, Gainis and Fad... Is that, is that how you say that again? Anyway, they helped m- bring the Milwaukee Bucks their first championship ring in 50 years, whilst their brother, Kostas, played for the previous season champions, the Los Angeles Lakers. In the UK on Friday, we'll also be getting the movies Hot Tub Time Machine, Battle of the Sexes, Meet Dave, B Season, Seabiscuit, Unfinished Business, The Girl Next Door, Summersby, and also Borg versus McEnroe. We'll also be getting the ESPN special's backstory, Serena vs. The Umpire, about Serena Williams' clash with the umpire Carlos Ramos during the 2018 US Open Women's Final. Pat XO, which tells the remarkable story of Pat summit, The price of gold, which takes a look back at the nineteen ninety four Winter Olympics and the scandal that rocked the figure skating world at the time, and also this was the XFL, which tells the story of the sports entertainment titans, Dick Ebersol and also Vince McMahon when they first launched the XFL, which was a very bold challenge since other leagues had attempted to compete with the NFL and had ultimately failed and. Of course, we all know that the XFL also failed. Also in the UK on Friday, we'll be getting the National Geographic and Documentary Specials, India's Wildest Leopards, Wild Botswana, and also Marina Vanzella Investigates. And that's about it for this week. What are you most looking forward to? Let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club, or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord, or of course in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. If you do want to chat about all things Disney+, Plus, including the latest episodes, you can talk with the spoiler tags in the uh, Disney Plus room over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord as well. We have lots of different chats about different things on Disney Plus as well, and I also post when new episodes are released in that channel as well. I'm going to be taking another brief break now, and then after that, I'll be back with The Weekly Movie Club.
1: What are some of the most popular songs
0: played on Sorcerer Radio? We'll find out every Monday morning on the SRN Top 10 at 8 a.m. Eastern. Vote for your favorite Disney song on the Sorcerer Radio app by pressing the vote
1: button on the bottom part of the screen. That's the SRN Top 10 on Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. SRSELVES.COM.
0: And now it's time for the Weekly Movie Club, and as I mentioned earlier, this past week's movie has been the movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So if you've never seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 before, this is your spoiler warning. If you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show, watch the film, and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast. And now with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into the film. In 2014, Peter Quill, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and Baby Groot are renowned as the Guardians of the Galaxy. Aisha, the leader of the Sovereign race, has the Guardians protect valuable batteries from Abelisk, an interdimensional monster in exchange for Gamora's estranged sister, Nebula, who was caught attempting to steal the batteries herself. After Rocket also steals the batteries for himself, the Sovereign attacks the Guardian's ship with a fleet of drones, However, in their escape, a mysterious figure destroys all of the drones, and the Guardians crash land on a nearby planet. There, the figure reveals himself as Peter's father, Ego, and invites Peter, Gamora, and Drax to his home planet, whilst Rocket and Groot remain behind to repair the ship and guard Nebula. Meanwhile, Aisha hires Yondu Odonta and his crew, who have been exiled from the greater Ravager community, for child trafficking, to recapture the Guardians. They capture Rocket, but when Yondu hesitates to turn over Peter, whom he actually raised, his assistant Kraglin questions his objectivity, and his lieutenant, lieutenant, Taserface, leads a mutiny with the help from Nebula. Taserface imprisons Rocket and Yondu aboard his own ship, and exiles his loyalists by releasing them into the vacuum of space. Nebula leaves to find and kill Gamora, whom she blames for the torture inflicted on her by her father, Thanos. Whilst imprisoned, Rocket and Yondu bond. Groot and Kraglin, who never intended to actually start a mutiny, free Rocket and Yondu, and they use Yondu's arrow to destroy the ship and its crew as they escape. But Taserface warns the Sovereign just before dying. Ego, who is actually revealed to be a godlike celestial that manipulates the matter around his consciousness to form his home planet, explains that he projected a humanoid guise to travel the universe and discover a purpose, eventually falling in love with Peter's mother, Meredith. Ego hired Yondu to collect the young Peter after Meredith's death. But the boy was never delivered, and Ego has been searching for him ever since, and he begins to teach Peter to manipulate the celestial power. Nebula arrives at Ego's planet and tries to kill Gamora, but the pair reach an uneasy alliance when they discover a cavern filled with skeletal remains. Ego reveals to Peter that in his travels, he planted seedlings on thousands of worlds that can terraform into new extensions of himself, but only the power of two Celestials can actually activate them. To that end, he impregnated countless women and hired Yondu to collect the children, but killed them all when they failed to access the Celestial power. At first under Ego's influence, Peter then begins to fight back, when Ego reveals that he gave Peter's mother the tumour that killed her due to the distraction she posed, forcing Ego to parasitically draw Peter's energy to activate the seedlings which begin to consume every world. Mantis, who is Ego's empath servant, grows close to Drax and warns him of Ego's plan. Gamora and Nebula also learn of the plan as Rocket, Yondu, and Groot and Kraglin arrive, The reunited Guardians then travel to Ego's brain at the planet's core, during which time Yondu reveals that he kept Peter to spare him from the fate of Ego's other progeny. As the Guardians come under attack from the Sovereign's drones, Rocket makes a bomb using the stolen batteries, which group plants on Ego's brain. Peter fights Ego with his newfound celestial powers to distract him long enough for the other Guardians and Mantis to escape. The bomb then explodes, killing Ego and disintegrating the planet, and Peter loses his celestial powers soon after Ego's death. Yondu, however, sacrifices himself to save Peter from the destruction of the planet and dies in the vacuum of space. Having reconciled with Gamora, Nebula still chooses to leave and resume her quest to kill Thanos all by herself. The Guardians hold a funeral for Yondu, which Kraglin and dozens of Ravager ships attend... Acknowledging Yondu's sacrifice and accepting him as a ravager once again. During the funeral, Gamora admits that she loves Peter and they decide to become a couple. In a series of mid and also post credit scenes, Kraglin takes up Yondu's telekinetic arrow and also control fin. Ravager leader Stakar Ogod, is that how you say that? Anyway, he unites with his ex-teammates. And also, Aisha creates a new artificial being who she plans to destroy the Guardians with, naming him Adam, setting up the potential future appearance of Adam Warlock. And in a later scene, Groot has grown into a teenager, and a group of uninterested Watchers abandon their informant, who has been discussing his experiences on Earth. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was released on May 7th, 2017. With a budget of $200 million, it went on to make more than $860 million at the box office. In May of 2014, Disney CEO Bob Iger stated that he felt that the first Guardians of the Galaxy film had strong franchise potential. He added that their goal was to create another Avengers... James Gunn, who directed and co-wrote the first film, said that he would like to return for a sequel, and that he was contractually obliged to if he was asked. The next month, producer Kevin Feige said that there were plans in place to take the franchise, and that they have ideas where they would like to go, based on a wider way of characters, worlds, and storylines from the comics. In July 2014, Guardians of the Galaxy co-screenwriter Nicole Perlman confirmed the sequel, saying it was going to happen due to the positive internal response to the first film at Disney, and that Gunn would also write and direct. At San Diego Comic-Con International soon after, the sequel was given a release date of July 28, 2017, which was later moved to May of 2017. James Gunn had begun work on the film within a month, and said it would include at least one new Guardian from the comics. Gunn said that the sequel would feature fewer fewer characters from the first film, and that he had planned to introduce two major new characters into the script, which would include Mantis and Adam Warlock. Talks had begun with an actor Gunn had in mind to portray Mantis, whilst he decided to remove Warlock due to the film getting too busy, explaining that one of the main things with the Guardians of the Galaxy is not to add a bunch of characters, not to make it bigger in that way, but to go deeper with the characters that they have, and to get to know them more emotionally. He said, everything is just getting too sprawling, too crazy for me in these superhero comic book movies. However, Gunn also added, I adore what we had done with him, and I think we did something really creative and unique with Adam Warlock, but it was one character too many. And I didn't want to lose Mantis, and Mantis was actually more organically part of the movie anyway. He noted, however, that Warlock could appear in future Guardians films, and is actually considered a pretty important part of the cosmic side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The character's future introduction, of course, is hinted at in one of the film's mid credit scenes, and it's later since been confirmed that Will Poulter will play Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is scheduled for release currently on May 5th, 2023. When director James Gunn was writing the script for the movie and proposed the idea of Ego, the living planet, being star Starlord's father, Marvel actually told him that they didn't have the rights to the character. The rights at the time actually belonged to 20th Century Fox because of his ties to the Fantastic Four and also the Silver Surf franchises. Since Gunn had no other characters in mind for Star Lord's father, he asked Fox if he could introduce the character. Fortunately, Fox agreed to let Marvel have Ego, in return for Fox gaining more creative freedom over Negasonic Teenage Warhead set of superpowers in the 2016 film Deadpool. The prop master Russell Bobbit, if that's how you say that, had difficulty finding the cassette decks which were used in the first film, and all, of course, the Sony Walkman headphones that they found were broken. Bobbit actually contacted Sony to see if they had any available for filming. They didn't, unfortunately, so he actually created six of these from scratch. And finally, in this week's spot, Stanley is actually seen discussing his previous adventures that is, include his cameos from many of the other Marvel films. According to Kevin Feige, this was actually a nod to the popular theory that Stanley is more of a cosmic entity to Marvel. He said, "Stanley clearly exists, you know, above and apart from the reality of all of these films. So the no- the notion that he could be sitting on a cosmic pit stop." during the jump gate sequence in Guardians of the Galaxy was something very fun. It says, wait a minute, he's the same character who popped up in all of these films? Anyway, that's about it for this week. What did you think? I absolutely loved the second Guardians of the Galaxy film, maybe not as much as the first, but I think that the way that they're able to evolve these characters' stories as this film progresses really then leads it into, of course, the the next Avengers film, and of course then leads that next introduction into the the future of the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise going forward. So I really, really enjoyed this film, even though I didn't like it as much as the first film, it's definitely one of my more favourite marvel movies let's say but yeah really really enjoyed it this week what did you think though as always i ask over in the sorcerer radio discord the fun zone facebook group and also over on my social media for people to be able to share their comments so let's see what you had to say this week rook wolf over in the discord said i love guardians of the galaxy volume two was okay but i thought many of the Ravagers' scenes were just overblown bell said Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 is just way better than 2 but I'm really looking forward to 3. Brandon said this one I actually saw in the theatre when it was out. I don't think I did that with the first one. I love the character of Baby Groot especially when Rocket is showing him how to use the detonator and I actually have to agree with Brandon on that. I think that how they uh, introduced the character of Baby Groot in this film because this film is actually set not long after the events of the first film only a matter of months I think in the grand scheme of the MCU but I like how that they kept Groot a baby for this film. They didn't grow him into like a teenager or an adult too quickly, and I feel that it just added to the, the fun and the cuteness factor. And they were able to do things with the character of baby Groot that they couldn't have done with teenage Groot or adult Groot. And the way that they introduce him at the beginning of the film, like dancing along as all of the rest of the Guardians are fighting in the background. And then also later in the film, as he's trying to, to figure out how to use this detonator for the bomb. Absolutely brilliant. I think that they, they did a really good thing with this character. And I like that they're building this... Uh, I Am Groot, this Baby Groot series for Disney+, Plus to be able to explore this character in a little bit more depth. Because, of course, as the Avengers came around, he was at this time already Teenage Groot. And it looks like going forward that potentially he could be Adult Groot come the time of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 again. However, Adult Groot Groot will actually not be Groot from the first Guardians film because it's actually been said that Baby Groot is Groot's offspring. So this is a different Groot entirely, let's say. Anyway, that that's a whole different thing to be able to explore at some point in the future, I think. But uh, yeah, especially now that the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind uh, ride is out, that actually includes a fully grown adult Groot in it. So it could be that that adult Groot from that ride will also be the same adult Groot that we'll see in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and then beyond. However... Interestingly, I, I know I keep going off topic, but interestingly, it looks like in Thor, Love and Thunder that the, the groot in that is going to be a teenager. So anyway, we'll wait and see. Of course, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is about a year away at this point. So we'll find out more about that and hopefully the not too distant future. And finally for this week, over on Instagram, we've got a message from Tim who said, I really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I feel that the music was slightly better than the first one. However, the story just wasn't as good there was just something missing for me but overall really enjoyed this movie and I'm loving watching the MCU with everyone now thank you very much for that Tim and thank you everyone for your comments this week I really love reading reading through your comments as uh, we go through the weekly movie club each week and I've enjoyed doing this MCU series of as we've been going over the months from launching the podcast or Nearly sixty episodes ago now, so yeah, really, really enjoying that. Thank you, everyone, and now it's time to see what the guys over at Diz His had to say about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Over to you, guys.
2: Diz Diz His review review. So this week D plus we have Guardians of the Galaxy Two. I would say this movie is probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. (laughs) What's so funny (laughs) is that, that needs to be a shirt too, is um, just me saying, this is one of my favorite things, I guess, but it really is, is. but it is, man. I love, this is my favorite shirt, yeah. Uh, I love guardians of the galaxy too. Great movie, funny movie, great quotes, Yondu. I just quoted that movie today, Chris, remember? The daddy no. father quote.
1: Oh yes, yes.
2: That, I mean, such so many great. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> so many great quotes in that movie, uh, but you know, I think Thor Ragnarok is up there. Guardians is up there. Of course, the Avengers: Endgame is up there. Uh, but I love Guardians. What do you think, Alex? I love Guardians too. I love the Guardians franchise, and
3: uh, I think it's it's so funny and so entertaining. It's one of those movies that I, I'm not a big fan of watching things over and over. I, I don't like watching the same episodes over. Like, I if I watch a franchise of a TV show, I can't watch it again unless right. it's, like, years later. And I don't like watch rewatching movies. But if I were to walk in a room and Guardians was on, I would sit down and watch it.
1: Yeah, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. How about you, Chris? So, I love Guardians 2. It's not as good as Guardians 1. But that's not saying much because Guardians 1 is, like, a near-perfect movie. So, that being said, I think it's a hair below guardians one and it's probably really just yes.
3: yes i would say guardians one a is hair better than guardians oh two. i would agree okay. yeah
1: a hair like a hair like it like if, if guardians the nine uh guardians two is like an 8.8 in my in my book like guardians two the characters are so lovable it's just such a good sequel i don't know the whole uh the story is not perfect uh you know the uh but I think that's the only issue I have with it. Other than, I mean the music's amazing. Yeah. The characters are amazing. I'm very excited for Guardians three. I can't wait. Uh but Dr- yeah, Guardians one just almost Guardians one's seriously like a near perfect Marvel movie.
2: Yeah, I think it's so much I think Guardians two is so much funnier than Guardians one. Oh, it I think could dracks- be funnier. It could be fun. Oh
3: yeah.
1: No, they definitely yes, they have great scenes dracks. in that
3: movie, I agree. But like you yeah. said, the story for one is better than two. Yeah. And I cannot wait for the next one. I'm not expecting it to be better than one because one, like Chris said, was almost a perfect movie.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I think Guardians 1 was near perfect. And Guardians 2 was like as good as a sequel you can be. Like it's very mm-hmm. hard to make a good sequel. And this yep. was a great sequel. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. right. Uh, I can tell you before going into the Guardians movies, I had no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy
1: were. Oh, not aware. Me- people did not know they, know who they were. They were a very, yeah.
3: they were a very, uh, low knowledgeable comic book.
1: Yeah. It was a failed comic book actually. That's what I was told. Is is the comic book Ooh. failed because it was such a bad like there Did was a really? bad character. Yeah. Um when I had a store uh up in the another town years ago, um there was a action figure guy. He would sell um action figures. So wow. He would, he, he would keep me uh, believe it or not, he'd keep me looped in and all this stuff. So when Guardians came out, he goes, Yeah, this was like a failed franchise. I don't know what they're doing making this movie. Blah, blah, blah. And it, I think what happened was they just got the perfect director for the movie yeah. because I, I don't know if any other director, maybe, maybe, maybe Taika Waititi, you know what I mean, uh, mm-hmm. as a creative as he is. I don't know if anybody else could have made this what James Gunn made it so much so that he got canceled and they brought him back for Guardians <laughs> 2 and 3. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's mm-hmm. how good he is with these characters. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think di- I, think I mean, Disney should be like, hey, who else can we take that's nobody and make him somebody? Let's make yeah. a Squirrel Girl movie. Let's do it.
1: A- absolutely yeah you're absolutely right and um because i think this has taught them that they can turn garbage into gold yeah with these obscure characters i and mean look what they did with ant-man ant-man's a weird character man and they they killed it with him yeah but yeah. ant-man was more it's more popular
3: than guards for sure He's guardians
1: definitely definitely you think ant-man's more popular Was, was
3: more popular yeah, yeah. yeah. The oh, guardians movie yeah, came yeah, yeah. out yeah. he was mm-hmm. definitely more popular
2: and chris yeah. i'm surprised you didn't buy
3: a whole bunch of guardians merchant merch knowing that disney was gonna make a movie because then you could sell that merch
1: uh dude i wasn't hey listen i wasn't uh didn't have the um knowledge i have today
3: yeah well now we have to do research and what next hero they're going to produce i
1: know maybe like a garbage man or something
2: oh i'd watch garbage man so hard <laughs> So let's go ahead and talk about the movie. I think this movie has a great opening. You guys remember, you know what it is? When, yes. When um, Groot is kind of dancing around, little baby Groot. Really oh, good. Yeah, those, that <laughs> and they're an kind of like keeping him off to the side, right? And they're like, hey, 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 like, you know, and they're like, no, you can't do that Groot, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this parts where he's just sitting there frozen. Yes. You know, right? It's yeah, so good. yeah. good. No, really there,
3: good. This, you're right, the scenes in this, there's, there's amazing scenes in this movie. And like you said, uh, um, Drax, you see more of Drax's Drax being funny personality, personality, and his and his banter with Mantis is so funny. Was you Mantis like, introduced in this movie? Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, introduction of a really solid character,
3: solid character, and solid partner for Drax because they really good play chemistry. off each other so much. I love it oh, yeah. she he's like, he's like, you're just you're so ugly." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh, dry heaving. Yeah. You're hard like, to look at. We would never. We would never be compatible. <laughs>
2: How about that movie when they're uh, Yondu and uh, Rocket are trying to get Groot, ba- baby oh, Groot, yeah, to, to go ahead and the, get like the, the head the thing, or whatever? Piece. Yeah, and he's like this. Groot's just like, bringing back everything that's totally not even close to what they're saying. Yeah, he brings back. Does he bring like, an eye? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At one point, he brings like an, an eye, right? Yeah, no, yeah. Like a toe. They bring a toe. A toe, yeah. And Rocket's like, put that, do you have, put that like, somewhere for me later. Yeah, yeah put yeah. that for, for me later. It's so good. The movie's great. Um, really good.
1: You know what, Baby Groot is almost kind of like Baby Yoda, yeah, because he's like he's like a baby but can do things and he's dumb. But I can't like, wait
3: to, for Teenage Groot in the next movie.
1: He was already Teenage Groot, yeah, and, right. And but there's... oh, like you're saying, like you want to see more of Teenage Groot, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but baby oh, Groot I... was really funny because like that scene in uh in mandalorian when he sends uh grogu into like the thing to right. pick something and he just messes everything up and yeah, it reminds yeah, yeah. me of like something baby <laughs> Groot would do yeah
3: like when they sent baby Groot to destroy to push the button to destroy the thing to like yeah. hit this button and he's like yeah and yeah like, yeah oh we're all gonna die yeah <laughs> You want to hear more from Joe, Alex, Jin, and Chris? Just visit DizHiz.com and listen to DizHiz on all podcast
0: platforms. Thank you very much, guys. Remember, you can catch them on Fridays on Sorcerer Radio at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern, as well as on all major podcasting platforms, including the Sorcerer Radio website at srsounds.com forward slash DizHiz. Remember, if you want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club each week, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. Or, of course, on any of my posts on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. And if you want to send me an audio comment on the movie each week, you can record one and send one over on my Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club. Next week for the weekly movie club, we'll be watching Disney's baseball themed movie, The Rookie. Until then though, hopefully you have a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week and hopefully you can tune in again next time. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.